Okay. <laughs> tickles my fancy. <laughs> oh man, tickles is fancy. This is a guy who's fancy you do not want to tickle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you gotta leave my shit untickled. <laughs> uh-huh. At all costs. Dude, I fucking like when I was a kid, there was literally nothing yeah. that I hated more. Than being tickled. tickled. I hated that shit. Yeah. People love to do it. Because like when you like express that you don't want a thing to happen to you. It's gonna happen to it's you. It's gonna fucking yeah. happen. Why are people like that? It's disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah. You really you gotta hit them with reverse psychology. Uh-huh. Tickle me. <laughs> I love being tickled. I I'm, get off on I'm being a little, tickled. I'm a little freak who loves <laughs> to be tickled. Tickle me and watch what happens. Uh-huh. That was the beauty of Tickle Me Elmo. You know, he was <laughs> yeah. teaching a generation of kids uh-huh. to the cream perfect- themselves. <laughs> Exactly. That's what Elmo. That's what Tickle yeah, Me Elmo dude. did, right? That's what that fucking freak did. Yeah, girls had like the the peeing dolls. He would like take care of or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah, little guys, piss boys. Yeah, guys had the the cream boys. <laughs> cream boys. <laughs> piss girls. Cream boys. <laughs> can we have that? Be like people have like uh, names for like fans uh-huh. of the podcast. Can like the oh. sort of sorcery had be the cream boys. Cream boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They can be whatever we want, right? It's like, true. Why not cream boys? It's true. We can mold them and make them whatever we want them to be. Why not cream boys? Make them in our cream boy image. Although, now you got that sound. That's horrible. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Ugh. It's like, you just can't fucking win. You really can't win. Guy like okay. you. Guy this like is you good. Give myself win. a little wiggle room. <laughs> there you go. Wiggle room. <laughs> it's literally, it's not figurative at all this time. Yeah, it's actually. I can see it wiggling. I need room to wiggle. <laughs> wiggle my shit. Wiggle my shit around. <laughs> Just wiggle it around a little bit. <laughs> wriggle my shit. I need a wriggle room. <laughs> I need wriggle room. <laughs> uh, isn't that what Dune was about? Yeah, the, r- Just the wriggle some room. Wriggle, some God, wriggle room. God Emperor of Dune is. Just Duke Light uh, in a second, trying to find some wriggle room. We're just two buddies discussing fantasy. Oh God, it's Sorta Sorcery. <laughs> Welcome to Sorta Sorcery, the number one podcast among people made of sand. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sand men and uh, women. You hit them once and they just disintegrate. Uh, they disapparate. Is that a word? Disapparate? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, why not? They dis they dissandif- dis they, dis- they, uh, dissandify. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever the opposite of to become sand. Yeah, is. to calcify, to re-sandify. Uh huh. Yeah. To become glass. Oh, that'd be. Oh, that would that have been so much cooler. Yeah, because like cooler, what huh? that is the way that you would write. The, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. There are a lot of ways I would have written this movie, Conan the Barbarian, 2011. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. And Sorry, I guys. Would not have written it the way they did <laughs> per se. Uh huh. Directed by Marcus Nispel. Now this movie is new. It's a new film. Oh, yeah. Relatively. It's the newest one that we talked about. Yeah. I mean, 13 years was like yesterday, really, in movie terms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Citizen Kane was like a million years ago. So. <laughs> Crazy how time works. It's like an accordion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The closer you get. Uh-huh. The closer you get, the more of these movies you have to watch. It's the Doppler effect. And, yeah, I mean, so I know everyone was waiting for us to discuss Conan. Yeah. And you, here you have Conan it. Conan fans here. It's, yeah. This is us Conan as it gets, really. It's so funny because- you know, I'm I'm listening back to the Beastmaster episode, and we make the joke. We say like, "Oh, one of these days, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do, mm-hmm. we're gonna say we're gonna do Conan." I'm not gonna tell you which one. Uh, and boy, did that joke backfire on us. Yeah, <laughs> egg know, on our face. Egg on our face. This movie's rough. It's a rough movie. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of the movies we've watched are they're rough in other ways, right? Like they're not. Yeah, they're rough around the edges, films. but they're not like rough to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, is this movie fun to watch? No. Mm. 
it's tough. What is fun, really? What does well, it mean to enjoy true. yourself? Some people. I mean, we were watching My Strange Addictions. Some uh, people like eating glass. Yeah. Some people like eating rocks. That's fun to them. That's you know? I, I'm a masochist, <laughs> yeah. and uh-huh. my vice is watching this movie over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Your strange addiction. <laughs> yeah, it's watching Conan the Barbarian with Jason Momoa. See, that's worse than eating rocks because that'll like rot your mind instead yeah. of rotting your teeth from the inside out. You know, <laughs> yeah. it ruins your your soul, your uh-huh. character. <laughs> and you know, this week, um, I'm gonna go through the plot. It's gonna be like a yeah. little. Plot I'm not gonna really get quotes. that deep in. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because it's not that deep. No. This movie. No, it's really not that deep. And then we'll talk about what went wrong here, because we have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> we'll we'll about get to, we'll talk about it. What went wrong? Yeah. But you know how you start off a movie right, mm. the right way. Mm. Morgan Freeman, number one. <laughs> He's got to do something in your movie if you want it to be good. Yeah. Right. And it's the voice of, of God. Yeah. Instead of strictly playing God, I was uh-huh. about to also make a Morgan <laughs> yeah. Freeman ask God <laughs> reference. Instead of strictly playing God, he plays a God-like figure. It's true. A, a narrator of sorts. Uh-huh. Exposition. And we get an amazing, long-winded prophecy right at the beginning. Yikes. It feels like he's talking fast. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's, like, moving I don't know whether it. it is or not um, faster than it should be, but it, yeah. it feels fast to me. And, like, the feeling that it creates is that, like, oh, okay, this is some kind of, like, Conan. Because, like, you know, Conan based in short stories. Right, right. This is some Conan story that they're just kind of, like, getting through the exposition of. No, they just made all this shit up. Yeah, they made this up. They made it as, like, convoluted as possible. We'll get, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll get I mean, it. here's yeah. the thing. Even if you're doing it based on Conan, how many people in the year of our Lord, yeah. 2011, <laughs> know the, the Conan lore? Yeah. But whatever. It's a prophecy. We're talking about, you know, after the fall of Atlantis. Uh-huh. We, we all remember this. <laughs> you remember that? It's basic history. Uh-huh. But before, like, normal times. So, sure. you know, it was sure. a while ago, I guess. For planes. Um, there's this dark empire. The cars uh, spin off planes. Yeah, planes. <laughs> yeah. This is somewhere in like the, the Disney Pixar verse. Uh-huh. You have the dark empire. Acheron, Asheron. They pronounce it differently depending on what character yeah. is pronouncing it. Well, like the evil guy pronounces it different ways too. Like he says Acheron sometimes, or like Archeron, mm-hmm. Asheron. Like he'll do whatever. Yeah. And these guys are bad. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, they're dark empire. <laughs> yeah. Not good. And dark means bad. Dark means bad. <laughs> and, and we'll actually, I mean, that does appear again in the movie. Apparently yeah. light means good. Yeah. White means good. Well, yeah. These dark guys, they craft a mask to mm. summon spirits. But it's not like a fun Jim Carrey mask. It's no, it's like a, just like, I don't know, like it's, a tentacly stupid mask. But it's not like a mask mask because it doesn't really cover his face, does it? No. It like, goes around his face. Yeah, imagine like some like calamari that goes just yeah. around your like tentacles. Your eyes and your mouth. Yeah. It's weird, but they're gonna try and enslave the civilized world with this mask. And they actually do it. So they uh-huh. beat everybody, but the barbarian tribes. They won't give up. They won't give in. Those guys are good. They're gonna fight back and they shatter the mask. Uh huh. Boosh Somehow. sword to the mask. Sure, like the entire civilized world couldn't do it. Uh, they, their armies, their whatever, they, they, they couldn't, couldn't fight this guy. Yeah. Because of his incredible godly magic. Yeah. Just like some guys pulled up and just took. Yeah, it down. big sword. You know, you <laughs> take a crack yeah. at the mask, it shatters into a million pieces. Easy, easy. And Nobody they decide that the most prudent thing to do is to keep the shards. <laughs> so. Well, in case they need it later. In case they want to use the power of the mask. Yeah, it's like you get back from the grocery store, uh-huh. you keep people the bags, you know. Oh, also, I it becomes important later. You need like. The pure blood of like an Acheron. <laughs> yeah, did we not mention the pure blood of an Acheron person? Yeah, they, yeah, you, yeah, you need that to activate the mask. Well, that's for just some like a, a default thing you need in most recipes. You know, like uh-huh. you're reading like a home goods recipe for like cookies, uh, like uh, sea salt chocolate cookies. Yeah, butter, milk, <laughs> eggs, uh-huh. 
the blood of a of a pure Asheron <laughs> princess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need that. Um, so I don't know. I guess they can't use the mask, but they're keeping the shards. These barbarian lords. Wait. They each take a piece. Pure how? Pure is in blood quantum. Bl- yeah, blood quantum. But like, does that imply like inbreeding? Like, what does pure yeah. mean in this yeah. context? I feel like yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. It's like a strong stand on yes. Okay. I mean, she does have like very like don't inbred people have like really pale skin sometimes. That could be. Because she yeah. does have that. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. But the mask is, we win, right? The mask is gone. Yeah, it's gone. Acheron Well, it's falls. not gone necessarily. It's just, no, it's, it's actually just in like five <laughs> yeah. pieces. That are like all in the same region too. <laughs> yeah, they don't keep them very far apart. And they uh-huh. don't even hide them really. No. We'll no. see that in a second. Basically, Prophecy says some guy's going to try and reassemble the mask. Yeah. And then we cut to fetus shot. Shot yeah. of a fetus. <laughs> yeah. Inside. Just really and weird. You know, you're like weirded out fluid. by the fetus. Yeah. And then you're really weirded out because like, boom, uh-huh. blood. Uh-huh. Oh my God, what's happening? The pregnant lady is fighting in a battle. Yeah. Gets cut. Then like she's going to die. Yeah. Ron Perlman <laughs> has to. Hollywood actor Ron Perlman. <laughs> I don't even remember. His his character's name is like Corin or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, it it's Corin. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Perlman cuts the baby out. He has to save this child, right? So he does like an emergency C-section. <laughs> does some like, you know, Mufasa, everything the light yeah. touches type shit where he, like, he holds, holds up, the, up baby the baby mid-battle. And it's so weird because like when we cut to the baby in the like womb, it's a, yeah, you said fetus because yeah, it's a fetus. Yeah. It's like a little guy. Yeah, it's a little guy. He's like red and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Then when he comes out, he's like, yeah, he's like a, a couple newborn. Months in. Yeah, yeah. He, he aged at some point. By getting stabbed. They also use the worst, like, fake child I've yeah, ever bad. seen. Looks, disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. Disgusting. <laughs> it looks like Baby Yoda. But it's Conan. Yay. Yeah, it's Conan. Conan, son of Corrin. Yeah. So we have a time skip. We cut forward. We're in Samaria. Samaria. Not Samaria. No. no Samaria with a very C, different. okay? It's different. Yeah. It's not the same. Stop telling me it's the same. It's Come not. On. Very different. Very different. And it's modern day. Give me, give me, give me a moment. Yeah. Give me a moment. It's modern Isn't day. Isn't it like by like Judea or it something? It is Crimea. Crimea. Which is somewhere. Part of the northern part of the Black Sea. I feel like it's in the Peninsula. Bible. It's definitely in the Bible. Uh, yeah. A lot of the time, Will will say or do stuff, and I'm like, that ain't in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah. this is something I've been trying to learn. <laughs> uh-huh. But we find little boy Conan. He's like 10 or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's... He's engaging in some some rite that the I, village has. I will ask a uh, trivia question. What Uh-oh. Disney XD show Uh-oh. is the kid who plays young Conan from? What Disney XD show? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, kicking it. He's in Kicking It. He's in Kicking It? Yeah. That's why wow. he could fight so well. That's why he's kicking it this he was, whole movie. Because he was trained by Rudy Gillespie. <laughs> yeah. That's a kicking it Imagine trained by Rudy Gillespie <laughs> and Ron Perlman. Uh-huh. How strong you would be. God. How powerful. And he's good. He's he's good, too. He's pretty good. And yeah, there's this, like, the right that like, yeah. the kids have to... Yeah, you have to take an egg, yeah. and you have to, like, run around the mountain with an egg. Yeah. And if you come back and the egg's unbroken, you get to, like, fight a warrior or something. Yeah. It's really weird, because... I distinctly remember doing the egg thing is not like the end of the ride. Like (laughs) it earns you the ability to do something else. (laughs) It's like a preliminary part. Yeah. But Conan, and he's a smart guy. He puts the egg in his mouth. He starts fucking up the other kids. Uh He's like pushing them over. (laughs) He's breaking their eggs. (laughs) Egg on their face. Uh, Oh, that's good. (laughs) Not his face. Egg on their face. Egg in his mouth. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And he, um, he's running, right? And he notices some dudes with mohawks who appear in the periphery. (laughs) 
and they're chasing him. Yeah. And they're also snarling at him. Yeah, they have like fangs and stuff. I mean, yeah. if you'll notice on the Instagram, we have the bingo up. We marked <laughs> we marked racially dubious goblins. Racially dubious goblins is up there. And and these are them. Them's them. <laughs> these okay, are them, I'm, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Gape at them in their <laughs> oddity. Why did you say it? Like you're showing off King Kong. <laughs> yeah. Here they are. Because well, that's what it feels <laughs> that's like. That's what okay? it feels like. It's very like exhibitionist. They it's look like, yeah. entirely human, but uh-huh. they just only make animal sounds. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're beast men. And I don't know. I guess they're like some weird variant. Yeah. Some human variant. Well, th- I mean, that is one thing. Like Conan short stories, you know, it's very much following in like the Lovecraft tradition. Right. Where there's all these like lost races of like non-white people who are like bestial in some way uh and in that way it is following in that tradition but also it's like it's 2011 you know 2011 we know better it's funny that like they take the like weird problematic stuff from like like, the conan short story but like none of the interesting stuff yeah we'll get into that we so, keep saying that. We'll keep saying we'll I mean, there's so much to get to yeah. with this movie. Yeah. And none of it really. And I just didn't get it. Get I didn't get the whole thing, but I will get to it. So no egg. So no head. So yeah. no egg. <laughs> um, essentially, he's fighting these guys. He kills them. Uh-huh. Somehow the egg is in his mouth and it's unbroken the whole time. We don't really see the yeah, egg again. Wait. Huh. Until later. Yeah. Because he brings the decapitated heads of the guys he kills back to the village. Uh-huh. And then he spits out the egg. And, like, like, one thing about this fight scene between, like, him and these, like, adult barbarian guys is that, like, he's fully just, like, he's pushing them around. Yeah. He's, like, yeah, man. breaking their legs he's and stuff. He's tossing them, like, salad. And it's, like, he's a he's a child. Like, he, he's, like, a little kid, uh, pre-kicking it, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a kid. But he's, like, he's moving around. He's, like, besting these guys. And it, it just feels so, like strange it's I don't very know. Like, like superhero yeah no yeah it's, it's like he has super hero. strength yeah which like isn't really a thing not really a thing i mean yeah. none of what's happening right now is really a thing <laughs> uh-huh. conan doesn't really have a dad yeah in, yeah in, uh, he's just kind of like a guy who pulls up uh yeah and like the arnold schwarzenegger movie like does that too or like there's a lot more like backstory behind conan like with the short stories he just kind of like he'll pull up to like a town do He'll be something. like, oh, I'm big and strong and stuff. Let me solve your problems, but also in a way that suits me. Uh, and then and that's yeah, That's yeah. all you need, really. <laughs> yeah. All you need for a story. You don't need this stuff, but we're you getting really it don't. anyway. But yeah, it is interesting, and something we can talk about later, is just like the different demands of like Hollywood storytelling versus, like I guess, more pulpy storytelling that you would get in like 30s, yeah. 40s, yeah. where like a guy could just – whatever – you could just have like a character doing stuff in a story on like previous previous uh, like models of storytelling, but now like there has to be like either, like deep interiority, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like not even interiority, just like backstory. Like I everything has to be related to something that happened in the past. You know, and I was remembering this from our collective childhood mm. <laughs> when we were first exposed to the hero's journey. Yeah, it was in the context of a movie, in the context of Star Wars, uh-huh. and it's so interesting that these films that have come after. They really seem to like latch on to the hero's journey concept. Yeah. Like, well, well, Conan needs a mentor. Conan needs like a call to adventure. <laughs> uh-huh. He needs something bad to happen to make him go on this quest. Mm. And it's like, does he? Yeah, do no. We need that I mean, in, do really... we need every story to be like a perfect hero's journey? Because it's like, I see an evil wizard, and I'm like, oh, Conan should fight that guy. Yeah. I don't have to be like, oh, well, th- that evil wizard killed Conan's dad. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and then be like, oh, that's why Conan should go on this quest. Like, it's a weird thing to where like. 
the audience kind of has to take a backseat a little bit to like the character's own motivation instead yeah. of those two things working in tandem. Uh, like I see an evil wizard and I immediately assume that he's evil. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's up to some bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. So he comes back to the village. He's killed these guys. Uh-huh. And now we get a sword forging montage. He's making the sword. <laughs> yeah. And there's like some thematic something about, oh, well, you make the best sword with not just fire, but you need fire nice. and ice. Fire and ice. I, remember that one, remember? guys? <laughs> remember episode one? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that, this is where it starts. 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reprojected into the past. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I mean, this like I'm not gonna harp too much on the fire and ice thing because as a theme, this drops it's off. So stupid. Like it never comes back yeah. in a meaningful way. But he's he's training with Ron Perlman. He's got a cool sword. <laughs> uh huh. That's the dream. Training I know, with Ron right? Perlman. Making and you have like a, cool a sword, sword with Ron Perlman yeah. and then like fighting him in the snow. God. Awesome. God, wouldn't that be so cool? <laughs> I wish my dad was Ron Perlman. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. My dad's cool. But I really don't wish um, what happens next happened to me because. Horseman starts riding down on the village. Yeah, not Uh-oh. good. These guys yeah. don't look good. They're here to. Um, <laughs> they they're certainly here to don't look up. good. <laughs> they do <laughs> look bad. They're like, like gnarled. Like again, they're they're like monster men. Yeah, yeah. they. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange. Yeah, they're RDGs for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. So more of these bad guys you've seen before roll up, and I guess we have the introduction of our main evil bad guy. Yeah, Kelar Zim. Kalarzim. You didn't Invader even get his Zim. name until like another 20 minutes in, but <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you right now, it's Kalarzim. Uh-huh. And he wants to reassemble the mask, and there's a mask shard in this village. Yeah. So he's coming for it, man. He and wants like, that booty. When he pulls up, the way he implies it, like the way it's implied is it like, oh, he's on the quest. Like it, uh-huh. he's in the process of putting all the stuff together. Like maybe this is like village two that he's visiting yeah. or something. Uh, and then oh no yeah no, like, he needs one shard yeah he's it's Ron left. Perlman has the last <laughs> shard of the mask uh huh uh-huh. and I'm sure they come to some kind of like, amiable agreement they can talk yeah. it out yeah. yeah they can talk I mean all this guy wants to do is become a god yeah come on just let him That's do it bro. not that deep really, don't you want you a god it. yeah you should have someone to look up to <laughs> yeah, I don't know come on basically yeah he starts torturing Ron Perlman to try and get him to reveal the location of the shard after yeah. he ransacks the village yeah. And Conan, you know, he's creeping back into the village because he sees all this going down. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I got to go save dad. I got to go save Ron Perlman. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's creeping around the forge where they're torturing his dad. And then he, like, leaps out and he chops off one guy's nose. <laughs> yeah. Immediately yeah. gets caught. No, of course, because he's a child. He doesn't have his child super strength right now for some no, reason. No, he, Yeah, so he's just like, whatever. He's watching it all go down. He watches another new character enter the scene. Marik, Marik the freak. Uh oh, is is how I dub her. Yeah, I, I dub the just like the a, freak. a freaky little kid. Uh, sh- like yeah, she has like like claw claw hands. Yeah, she, they're not even like natural claws. Yeah, they're like, like little metal. Yeah, they're acrylic nails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're acrylic nails. Thank you. They're they're metal acrylic nails. Uh-huh. And she's like creeping around, like <laughs> clicking yeah. on yeah. stuff with her claws. Apparently, she has a sixth sense to find the shard, so they didn't even need to torture Ron Perlman. Yeah, hey, no, they not? just did that for fun because they're evil. She finds the shard immediately. It's just like yeah. under yeah. a floorboard. Uh, like the line she says, or I think he he says this. It's like, oh, the the Sumerians they pray to no gods. Yeah, this, this is, is their, their church t- temple. Yeah, because it's like a forge and they're making weapons. Yeah, because they love uh, fighting. Because they love fighting, despite the fact they just got absolutely annihilated. Yeah, they got the run down like yeah. really easily. <laughs> yeah, this warrior village. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got all the shards. Like, he's done. He's good. Yeah. Except, I guess he needs the blood of a pure blood. Pure blood, as we all know. As yeah. we, 
as you remember from the opening crawl. Look, you can't make an omelet without getting a few pure blood. <laughs> Bring <laughs> a few eggs uh-huh. there. So, I don't know. He has this elaborate trap set up for Ron Perlman where he's like, he's hoisted up a little bit mm. on this lava bucket. He's, he's hoisted, you say? But not by his own petard, <laughs> yeah. by Calarzem's petard. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives Conan the option. He's, he essentially, he lets go of one end of the chain. Conan grabs it. Yeah. So, he's on this pulley system where... <laughs> If Conan lets go, the lava falls on Ron Perlman. I'm just listening to how convoluted this is. It's so. If convoluted. I hadn't seen this movie, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" This makes All you no need sense. to know is Conan has to like let his dad die. Essentially, yeah. He lets yeah. go of a chain. Lava. Ron Perlman looks up to like meet the falling lava. Yeah. Well, like, okay. Conan doesn't let go. Like Ron Perlman like yanks it down on him, doesn't he? I thought he did he maybe maybe he yanked it i thought ron perlman yanks it down but then he also like looks up at it as he's doing it and that that was what was crazy about it yeah like he caused it to happen and he also like looked up while it was so yeah his face melts off so dad 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 yeah dad dad and no more dad 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 so call to adventure yeah <laughs> we can do the story now right uh-huh. we can have the story happen yeah and that's the thing about this like it just feels so unnecessary because like if you're watching a conan movie you're assuming conan is going to like fight people and yeah. stuff yeah. So you don't necessarily need an explanation on like why he's fighting people. So this yeah. whole like twenty minute bit at the beginning to explain to you like why yeah why he wants to do any of this. So yeah, I don't I don't need that. I really I don't, really need, don't that. need it. Yeah. So we have another. We cut back up in time. Yeah. And um, now we get Jason Momoa. Yeah. Conan. Game of Thrones' own. That's right. Aquaman's that's own. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fun trivia fact. 2011, same year yeah. as Drogo's appearance on Game of Thrones. So it's like, yeah, my, I had assumed this entire time, like for my whole life, of being a person who had not seen this movie and right. just spectating on it. Um, I'd assume that, like, Game of Thrones happens. Right. And they're like, oh, he's a cool barbarian guy. Yeah. Let's cast him as this other cool barbarian guy. But it's like, it, it was purely just, like, it just happened yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe those are the roles he was he was going for because he yeah I, can see I don't that. know yeah but he's he's fit I mean he's he's ripped he's built yeah apparently he just he put on ten pounds for this movie wow which is crazy because he was already Jason Momoa <laughs> yeah he was already I mean he looks good he looks good in this film um what can I say about that other yeah. than he looks good but he's at this <laughs> what can you say about that <laughs> <laughs> I really I can't speak on it I don't look that good yeah. We're in a Zingaran slave colony. Picture this. Mm. <laughs> Cut so two. it's kind of like deserty, and there are slaves there. And like the, <laughs> for each like place you go to in this movie, there's like the uh, like Marvel movie. Yeah, text there's an establishing shot with like text at the bottom <laughs> yeah. to tell you where there's you there's are. Like, yeah, Zing- Zingaran slave uh, colony or something. Yeah, uh-huh. at the bottom. So Conan's there. He's with Artis, his his friend, and uh-huh. um, he says something that I I didn't know was a part of his character. He's like, no man should live in chains. <laughs> yeah, he's like an emancipation. Like, okay, I guess he's just freeing slaves. And I mean, that's cool. I, I don't know. Okay, and like the reason why, like Zingara, you're like, oh, what's what's Zingara? That yeah. ma- what that are these place nothing. names? Uh, Zingara is a place that Conan at one point in the short stories goes to uh, in this like swampy area. Uh, and like he kills a guy who also is like a slave master and like general and stuff. Uh, so like the connection there is that like, oh, Conan must be like, this freedom fighter character. Yeah, he must love freedom. Who, yeah, deeply cares about like the freedom, freedom! of others. Uh, no, I mean, not really. He just no. kind of killed the guy because he had a grudge against him. Yeah. Uh, and then made out with a hot babe after. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, fun thing about the guy who's making these stories, 
doesn't really have a deep investment in the idea of like no. universal freedom for all. No. He just kind of, you know, no. wrote these stories. Like it's not to say that he's like against the idea of like anti-slavery, like uh, Ron, <laughs> sure. uh, Robert E. Howard. Sure. But he just like that kind of consideration wasn't really a thing that he was thinking about when he was writing these stories. He believed in the idea of like individual people like rising up from their chains. But like the idea of that being like a universal like policy is not necessarily yeah. a thing. Yeah, that we he, should just go around freeing yeah. everyone. Because uh, again, libertarian. Like yeah, most yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. writers from like the 30s, 20s, whatever, libertarian. Sad, but true. Bummer, but, <laughs> yeah, bummer, but is true. what it is. Is what it is, yeah. Conan, you know, he's noble in this story. He loves freedom and he loves hates freedom slavery. And is attractive, so I like him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah. I'm honestly down with everything he's doing right now. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he rolls some rocks down a hill <laughs> and it like... I don't know. Some of the rocks hit the bad guys, and he storms down there with his his lads, and and they chop up the slavers. Such a stupid movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. We did it, right? I mean, everyone's yeah. free now. And and where do we go? Yeah. They're where do like, we go? What, what do we do? Like, now? hey, what do we do now? Well, we're gonna sail to Masantia. Yeah. We're taking the hot women with us. Uh huh. Because uh-huh. yeah, it's like a group of like slaves like freed slaves yeah and like the hot women are in the front yeah uh, and like one of them's like oh what what will we do now and like jason Momoa like has a little wry smile uh-huh. and he looks at his friend also uh, has a wry smile also has a wry smile um and he's like I, yeah like the you're coming with me you're coming with me uh and then yeah we cut to like this like bar area mm-hmm. and like only the hot women are there yeah the slaves i don't know where the rest of present. them went yeah exactly they were left to fend for themselves <laughs> uh-huh and who do we see in this bar, tavern in Masantia? But oh. it's old No Nose. No Nose pulls up. No Nose. Some of his goons. Yeah, it turns out No Nose is like running his own slave operation in Masantia. Yeah, a lot of slavery in this movie. Yeah, and he gets some more information about Keller Zim, who's like he's a shadow lord now. <laughs> yeah, awesome title. And he's awesome going title. to Shiapur Port in Core. Calden. Don't remember these names. Yeah, they don't matter. They're not important. They don't matter. We'll, we'll get there later. We'll find Callers in later. <laughs> but for now, we have to deal with no-nos. Yeah. So, and boy, does he deal with he it. He does. Yeah, I mean, he lets himself get captured. Uh-huh. So he's like, he becomes a slave for all of five seconds. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even really have him chained up. Like No, like, he... He's, he's bound. His hands are bound, but he's not, like, affixed to the wall yeah. or something. So, of course, this, like, guy running the... The jailer is, like, taunting Conan. Yeah, he, like, throws food at him. And, like, the other... Like, the prisoners behind him who are, like, smaller and less imposing, they're all, like, chained... Like, you know, like, they're chained a, to the ceiling. They're chained whatever, to the yeah. ceiling. Yeah, exactly. No, Conan, not chained up in any meaningful way. So, no. immediately just blasts off on these guys. <laughs> yeah, he just walks over and, like, beats the shit out of them. Yeah. He just... Yeah, he, he ruins everyone's day. Uh-huh. And he uses, you know, the the main jailer as a hostage to try and get to no nos. Well, I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> he like. Well, yeah, he cuts his head off. I yeah, guess. like he yeah. asks the guy, like, okay, how do I get to no nos? The guy's like, oh, you can't do that. Only I to, can. Only I can. So then, yeah, like, uh, it's one of those things. No nos. He's in his little chamber. Here's a knock on the door. Opens up to like little porthole port thing. Yep. Who sees, is it? Yeah, he sees uh, his second command, second command's face. Uh, Weird that his the guy's not second command's uh, not blinking, no, not saying anything. He's pale, pale, yeah. Uh, we should open the door. We should open the door. Open it up, and then yeah, Conan. Yeah, busts Conan busts in. in. Yeah, he's got the head of the other guy. Uh huh. So now Conan's gonna kind of turn the tables on No Nose, who yeah. was like torturing some guy for no reason. Yeah. I don't know. No Nose is a bad guy. We don't like No Nose. Yeah. 
But he sticks his finger in no nose's no nose. Nice. And he and gets it's some really information. Gross. Like fluid comes yeah, out. Yeah, this the blood effects in this movie are just disgusting. It's unpleasant. They're really yeah. bad. They're not good. So yeah, he gets information on Calarsim, and then he makes no nose eat the key to like the yeah. main yeah, slave so, so pen sli- or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Makes no nose eat the key, and then he drags no nose outside, and he's like, "Hey guys, you want to be free? The key's inside of this guy." So all the slaves jump on him and like, yeah, they tear him apart basically. And I had assumed that the key was to like the prison. Yeah. But all the slaves who tear yeah, him apart, they're already out. They're already out. Yeah, that's correct. It, I guess it's correct. it's like an allegorical thing. The key represents like freedom. And they're uh, taking it back from. No they're knows. taking it back by tearing apart this man's entrails. Awesome uh, stuff. And Conan, instead of just like handing them the key, decides to yeah do that. Yeah. 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 Why not? Right. Why not? Yeah. So from there we we cut to our main bads, our main baddies. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about baddies. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you know baddies in terms of um a moral Evil. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. moral disposition. Uh huh. And they are like carrying their ship on land. It's just so stupid. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. They use their ship as a battering ram to bust into the city, where they're like they're raiding a monastery because they're looking for pure blood. Yeah. Uh, I guess the witch lady can. Oh, she's grown up now. Mar Marnie. Yeah. Marik. Yeah, Marik. Marik the freak. Marique she's the also freak. had a, a time skip, so she's old now. She's old and like just freakish looking. Yeah, she looks different. Uh, she doesn't look normal. Like the actress who plays Marnik, normal looking woman. Uh huh. Every day before shooting, they put her in like six hours of makeup to make her look the way she does. Yeah. Uh, she's yeah. Like, she's pale. She has like. No eyebrows, right? Yeah, like no eyebrows or yeah. something. Uh, and just like, it's it's a, it's a, it's a strange look. It's uh, weird. She's a witch. She's a half human, half witch. Uh, which yeah. I guess is like yeah, that's a, a thing. thing you can be. It's a thing you can be in this world. Why uh, not? And she can like she can sniff out where the blood is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she it led them to this monastery. And yeah. basically, is there's a a woman there named Tamara. Yeah. Who is our femme fatale? I guess. <laughs> I, I guess she I guess. she is femme. Uh, and yeah. she's talking to like the main monk in charge, uh, and he's like, I guess he has the gift of prophecy, or something. Yeah, he's like telling her her future. Yeah, you're gonna uh, meet a guy, a yeah, warrior, a warrior, uh, and he is gonna like lead you to your home country. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that's that what he says? and that's Conan. Yeah, huh? She'll meet Conan, and she will. Yeah. But, you know, the bad guys, right, they boat in and they're they're here to take her away. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's going to make it out of they here. They boat in and it does not bode well. It does not bode well <laughs> for these these monks. Uh-huh. I mean, some of the warrior monks are like, they're with it. They're on it. They're ready yeah. to go. Yeah. They launch into action and they steal like a carriage. Yeah. And, and Tamara runs away with these warrior monks in the carriage. Uh-huh. So they escape the city. Good for yeah, them. They get out. But That's awesome. They? Yeah. But do they really? No. No. Cut to Conan. He's got a the world's <laughs> stupidest uh telescope. Yeah, it's like what is weirdly like leathery. It's a leather telescope. Uh-huh. It's like made of like parchment and paper. It's like, you know, when as like a kid you like roll up some paper and like you make <laughs> yeah, a telescope you're out through of it. it. But it like works. Yeah. It's like an actual telescope. So but he sees, oh, what's happening to the carriage? Oh no, the bad guys are coming after him. Yeah. And like uh, he knows it's the bad guys because like there's a mark on the carriage that, like... It's the bad mark. It's has, like the mask. Like it's, it's shaped in the mask. So he assumes that, like, the bad guy, uh, Zim, is in the carriage. Yeah. Uh, so he, like, he hops on. He hops on and... Uh, yeah, there's, like, this protracted, like, 
on the road fight scene where everyone's on horseback and and he pops open the carriage and he sees tomorrow what are you doing here this movie wants to be pirates of the caribbean so bad really it only ends up being like slightly worse than the bad ones yeah (laughs) it's i don't know maybe even more than slightly worse than the bad ones no i mean the bad ones get bad the bad ones get yeah, really I mean, bad. But they have the heritage of the good ones. That's true. That's true. And heritage, very important. Very important. Yes. <laughs> we love that pure blood. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. This whole f- fight scene is just kind of, like, pointless. We know that yeah. Conan and Tamara are going to escape. Because the prophecy told us so. Because the prophecy told us so. So, you know, they do. Um, they get away from all the other bad guys. They kill them. The carriage becomes a chariot. Unimportant. <laughs> There's one of the main... Bad guys from the beginning. So we have like, like you know, in a video game where yeah, there's in like the opening bosses. of a video game, you meet like all the mini bosses uh-huh. who you'll one by one go through to get to <laughs> yeah. the final boss. We have one of those here. It's Remo. So we, we got rid of yeah. Nonos. Now we have Remo. Remo. <laughs> and Remo just, I don't know. He's like, he's another one of the like humanoid guys. Like he is, but he's not, he's more human looking than the rest yeah but he but seems apparently like he belongs to the race of yeah, the rest he of seems them. closely yeah. associated with the um the non-humans <laughs> who we saw in the beginning the beast <laughs> the beast man so uh, he chases down remo captures uh-huh. remo um you know tomorrow knocks out remo with like a rock or something <laughs> she's like i don't know whatever yeah so it's like we cut to a campsite we have conan tomorrow and remo remo's tied up so is tomorrow um yeah, Remo's like asleep. Well, he's like, I'm gonna wait for Remo to wake up to like give him a piece of my mind or yeah. something. And like after Conan says that, you cut to Remo and he's like, he has yeah, one he's eye, speaking he's, like, he's speaking open. Yeah. yeah, but you know he does what we all do when we want to be like carried back to the car by our parents. <laughs> yeah. He pretends to be asleep so Conan you know, will carry that. him into the house. <laughs> yeah. I did that last week. Yeah, do it all the time. It, uh-huh. it never fails. And there's just no chemistry between Tamara and Conan. Like, no, this is supposed to be no. like a moment for them. I don't know. Tomorrow's like trying to say something, and Conan's like, "Oh, what's with all this yapping?" And he like, <laughs> and it's like if I was writing a movie, right. and like a lot of these movies, like they don't, the script isn't like finished when they like start shooting. Like, you right. can you, you see how things work on the day, and you like kind of retool things around. If I saw that like two lead characters had this little chemistry, I would write out the emotion, like the romantic subplot, yeah. make them friends. They could just be friends. Why not? Uh, could just be acquaintances. They never speak to each other. Yeah, <laughs> think about Ator. I mean, Ator, yeah. we had Rune and... Um, I mean, yeah, but like Rune was in love with him. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. It was more of a one-sided... These movies have problems with women. They do. They <laughs> I think do. we can I think we can say well, that. Well, and no. yet another problem with women in this movie is when we cut back to Kalarzim and his daughter, Marie. Oh, no. Dude, I mean, do you want to... Okay, okay. Because something happens, right? And it's not even like... Initially, you watch what happens... <laughs> The, the most chemistry in the film is between oh. Kalarzim and his daughter. <laughs> and yeah. you think, like, oh, the writers made a weird choice here. Nope. This time, they're not to blame. This time, it's not the writers. They're not to blame. Okay, so imagine this. We're going to talk about, like, the production behind this movie uh-huh. and how it went. It was a rocky production. <laughs> it was uh, rough. For the character of Marik. Uh, like, originally, the character was going to be male, going to be named Farik. Yeah. put out a casting call for, like, a half-human, half-witch-wizard character. Uh, it's gonna be a guy, uh, but like this actress uh, impresses people so much with her portrayal of this freakish character uh, that like she they changed the character to be female, uh, and it was just gonna be you know same character but a lady now it's the daughter of the emperor instead of like the son yeah uh, normal stuff but 
you know, Marique's actress, she has a few few other ideas. Uh, she got some notes. She has some notes. Uh, she decides not even notes, really. It's just no. It's just, she was improvising. Yeah, right? she, she's improvising. Uh, well, apparently, her and the writer of the film had like discussed this idea. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "Oh hell yeah, uh, I'm into it." He was into it. Uh, yeah, they inject this like Electra complex. Uh, not and you're thinking, oh, Electra, the Daredevil character. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Sadly, it's not that. Sadly, she doesn't have like Psy, like the little three prong knives and like uh, red headband. No, she wants to fuck. She her dad. just wants to fuck her dad. She wants to have sex yeah. with her dad. She uh, wants to be her mom and have sex with her dad. Yeah, it's like the Freudian Electra complex idea. Uh, and boy, is it Freudian. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah. kind of a yikes. It's kind of a yikes. It's a yikes, and you're watching, and you're like. Oh, this is kind of weird. They're like standing close to each other, uh, and then it just really, and then it really ramps ra- in weirdness. <laughs> yeah, it ramps, uh, and like again, this is not scripted. This is purely just like it's acting because like the things they're saying are not necessarily like sexual in any yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, if she wasn't feeling him up, it would be a normal scene. Yeah, if they were like standing five feet apart from each other, it uh-huh. would be a normal scene. Uh, but like, yeah, she's like right, right up close to him. She's like writhing around. She like gets down <laughs> yeah, on her wriggling. knees. Yeah, she's she's wriggling around. <laughs> she needs some wriggle room. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's rough to watch. I mean the whole movie is rough to watch, but that scene in it's particular especially, is, is rough especially to watch. rough. So, I mean, from here on, I'm going to accelerate the the plot summary. Yeah, cuz like because it just, you don't care. We're running happens. out of time. We want to get to the good stuff, which is making fun of the movie. Uh-huh. uh-huh so, uh-huh. basically what happens is he finds out tomorrow's the last bloodline of Acheron. Yeah. And wait a minute, Remo says, "Oh, Kalarzim wants the girl. Yeah. You can use the girl's leverage." Okay, we're going to do that now. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, he goes to where Zim is. He catapults Remo Jesus onto Christ. the ship. And like with pinpoint accuracy. Yep, right into the bedroom. Right into their bedroom where Zim and his daughter are sleeping together. Whatever, uh-huh. right? Whatever, right? Uh, Yeah, lands down there. Uh, yeah, he's got a note. Essentially says, I have what you want. Come meet me at this place. Yeah, and like uh, Marie like, sniffs the note and she's like, oh, the girl was there. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. Yeah, so they go, and to be honest, Kyler Zim holds up his end of the bargain. <laughs> yeah. He only shows up with like him and Marie. Yeah, exactly. We're watching this, and we're like, oh, Conan, this is a dumb idea. Yeah, of course, setting the up a evil trap. lord is the Shadow Lord is going to show up with like, all of his guys and like take you by sheer force. Uh, no, he no. actually brings the money. Yeah, he brings the money. It's just him and Marik. Uh Yeah, they yeah. hold up their end of the bargain. But of course, Conan. Duplicitous. Not really here to do to do deals to yeah. do bargains. Yeah. So he wants to kill Zim. Zim doesn't initially remember who he is. Remembers <laughs> later, but before he gets to fight Kyler Zim, he has to fight Marik's like sand minions, who she summons out of the ground. Yeah. And this scene goes on for like ten minutes. It's really long and like really stupid because like it's it's like a video game again, where yeah. like he'll hit the sand guys and they like turn to like sand. They yeah, they evaporate. turn him back into sand immediately, and then they just like come back. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's like just I don't know. It's dumb. It's not fun. Um, yeah. I don't enjoy that part of the fight scene. No. But he, I don't know, he beats the sand guy. He wins, I guess. I guess. She runs out of sand men, and now he gets Somehow, to despite there in. not being any less sand in the place. Yeah. Weird, right? You think she can just go on works. forever. It's the same way that, like, somehow Sandman finds a way to lose every sp- fight with Spider-Man, uh-huh. despite being a god. Yeah, like, you should be invincible if yeah. you have sand powers. But whatever. I mean, whatever. he's fighting Kalarzim. He's doing okay for himself. Kalarzim remembers who he is. It's like, oh, it's it's you. Yeah. Um, and then he gets boomeranged. <laughs> Marie throws a poisoned boomerang at him. Uh huh. 
so he's like poisoned now and he's losing the fight it's really dumb and like uh, okay in the conan Shore stories there's like this black poison yeah. uh, harvested by black people in the black swamps <laughs> <laughs> you, you know yeah you, you know, remember this remember the black swamps uh and like one touch from that you're dead you're done yeah so i see Marik pull that out and i'm like oh fuck he's done he's done he's about to die uh, or like it's about yeah. he's just like narrowly yeah, dodge it or something have to happen um no no he gets hit by it he's like, a bit woozy but he's still fighting uh, and the fight still goes on for like a while yeah. after that he's still doing fine and yeah. he ends up you know he escapes he hops off the cliff yeah you know i don't know he gets saved by by artists who's like sailing nearby yeah his friend comes to pick him up in shaipur uh-huh so yeah he gets picked up by his friend and everything's good until oh no like some pirates board the ship and another one of like the mini bosses goes down. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not really this. Not an interesting sequence. Uh, Tamara, the love interest, ostensibly learns, to fight, learns yeah. how to fight. Uh, because this is a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. 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 She's becoming like pirate lady now. Yeah. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. She's just Karen Knightley's character, but worse. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. Yeah. Whatever. We win the pirate battle, and um, they disembark on some random island and have sex <laughs> yeah That's... and it, like they go right into it yeah and like yeah. i don't know i don't know what this movie is rated actually but like it, it's a sex it's probably scene. are yeah it's probably are because of just the gore but... yeah the gore and also just sex uh yeah and they swear with like modern day curse words yeah which like, is oh, really shit. funny fuck <laughs> 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 which like I, I guess whatever. why not right why not um but yeah so they have sex it goes on for like Way a bit long. longer than Way you want too it to long, go, man. and it's like, how do you make a Jason Momoa sex scene like bad? Yeah, but they find a way. They do find a the cinematography is the worst of any movie I've ever seen. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about that. Like everything's really desaturated yeah. and like just uninteresting to look at. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we'll talk about our mini qualms. Yeah, whatever. With this yeah. film. So uh, she leaves the cave. Oh, we do get to see Jason Momoa, but which we do, is, we see full backle. That's worth the price we of see admission. Full backle, worth the price of admission. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she leaves. She does not get the price of admission. No, she doesn't, she doesn't get it. I don't know why Jason she Momoa, leaves the cave, but she does yeah, and gets captured just immediately. Just goes for a walk, I guess. Because of course, of course, <laughs> of course, Marie like, is still tracking her down. You're actively being hunted by people who can like smell you from like continents away. Uh, -huh. uh yeah. Don't just like run off. So the next scene does literally nothing, and it involves a character who we haven't even talked about because he's so irrelevant. Oh, yeah. There, he meets a thief at the beginning of the movie who is one of the slaves he frees. Yeah. He meets back up with a thief. I'm going so fast for this part because it's so, Stupid. so bad. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get the thief. Goes to the city of thieves. <laughs> he's on our side now. Uh -huh. Conan kills a random guy there. Oh, well. <laughs> Indiscriminately. Yeah. For no Just reason. Just kills a guy. Just a guy gives him like a little bit of lip, and he kills yeah, him. He cuts his head off. As he is wont to do. Goddamn. They fast travel to the bad lair. Uh-huh. They are, like, swimming underneath the evil lair in, like, these underwater catacomb-type things. Yeah. Whatever. They come up from beneath. Oh, no! <laughs> there's another mini-boss, and there's, like, a tertiary mini-boss who's a sea monster. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like a squid. That's the environmental uh, Yeah, he's hazard. an environmental yeah. hazard. So he's fighting a squid, and it's the worst sequence you've ever seen. <laughs> well, like, it's the best, like, movie monster thing ever. Because, like, it'll be like a thing in, like, the Terminator movies. Where, yeah. like, if the Terminator's, like, uh, taking on, like, a, a, an extra, he'll, like, shoot him down. He'll break his neck. He'll kill uh, him immediately. But, like, when he's fighting, character. like, yeah, Sarah Connor or, like, John Con like, he'll, like, Just throw, throw him around. around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the sea monster <laughs> throws around the main characters. Uh -huh. Doesn't do any damage at all. The first thing we see the sea monster doing is, like, just 
crushing a yeah. guy. Yeah. Crushing a just guy, crushing pulling him. him under immediately. No resistance, no whatever. Yeah. Uh, then, like, when he's, yeah, he's fighting a main character, he'll just, like, kind of slap him around with, like, his tentacles. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Dumb. It's so dumb because, of course, Conan wins. Like, the main bad guy who's commanding the sea monster, like, gets a little too close. <laughs> starts fighting Conan a little too close up. Yeah. And, of course, he gets hoisted. By his own petard. He does, in fact, get hoisted by his own petard. That should be on the bingo. That, that should be on hoisted the bingo. By his own Me petard. saying hoisted by his own <laughs> yeah. petard. Um, yeah, he dies. Like, whatever. The sea monster gets the bad guy, yeah. and our heroes escape. Oh, no. They've left the palace. Tamara and Kalarzim and Marik, they're not even fucking here. <laughs> so what was all this for? It was a fucking waste of time. What was all this for? Oh, what's that? I see them walking to Skull Cave. <laughs> Yeah, now we have to go to a new location. Let's go to Skull Cave. Let's go to a less interesting version of the cave from the end of the first Pirates movie. Exactly. That is exactly what this fucking <laughs> yeah. cave is. So they're going to do the ritual in the cave. Mm-hmm. They have everything they need. They have Tamara. They have the mask. The bad guys are seemingly going to win. The I mean, they ritual, really should, right? It's like initiated. All you have to do to like complete the ritual is just cut, Draw get some, some blood, blood. Put it on like, the mask. The whole movie you're thinking, oh, they need the blood of this woman. They're going to kill her. They're going to get all of her uh-huh. blood. Uh, I'm... This is like, this is also from the Pirates movie. This is this, this is, is also yeah same exact yes, bit from the first correct. Pirates movie. God fucking damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, so they just they get a little bit of her blood. Yeah, uh, because it turns out like they waste it, not her body is, is going to be Barbosa reincarnated, says. and yeah. Kalarzim's dead wife, who was yeah. a witch, who's Marik's mother, is going to be reincarnated in Tamara's body. Which yeah. is like, and then she'll make Kalarzim a god somehow. Uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Worse, but it it works, right? Like he gets the blood on the mask. Well, he initiates the ritual. Yeah, but it takes five fucking hours to take effect. Yeah, because okay, he gets the bl- the mask is activated. Yeah, and then he's just kind of like running around, still fighting with his sword. Yeah, he's not yeah, he using is. magic or anything. Yeah. I mean, Conan. We don't even see how Conan gets into the cave. No, he no, just no. like he disguises just... himself as a goon. Yeah, and then ends up right behind Kalarzim after he kills two other guys. Yeah, he's like wearing a robe. Yeah. It's the old, aha, it is I. Despite and the fact that he's just a giant man who's yeah, just how the most would, distinctive. How would people not? <laughs> yeah. If I'm one of the other goons and I'm watching this guy like, make his way through the crowd it's towards like, well, Terry my leader, beefed up. Yeah. I'm like, hey, what, you're not, hey, what are you doing? You're not George. <laughs> but whatever. So now there's like some fight scenes happening. There's uh-huh. a girl fight between Marie and Tamara. That's a classic for like a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> the girl fight. Like a bad, weirdly sexist movie. <laughs> and Marie doesn't even use her magic. Fight. She just like just, just like throws her around her. and yeah. With her yeah. Weird claws. Uh-huh. And then yeah, I mean, she dies. She gets impaled on like a spike or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And like again, because it's a weirdly sexist movie, we couldn't have Conan like killing her. Because uh-huh. it's like, oh, men can't attack women. Uh, so it's like Conan is fighting her and, like, whatever, gets her to yeah, a place winning. where she's vulnerable. Uh, and then, yeah. the Tamara kicks Tamara her off kicks a cliff her. and she falls on a spike Just and on, dies. Like, <laughs> a spike. like And it's a spike that, like, you'd imagine in, like, I don't know, like, a... Uh, amusement park yeah to like uh denote like the line or something and yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah yeah or like you're at like the washington monument <laughs> yeah. and you know the pathway is close. lined yeah. with these like uh, banisters and chains but it's just in this evil cave but it's for some a, reason like whatever man the set design is horrible <laughs> as always yeah uh she's dead so now we just have to get rid of colors M. but oh no there's like a bridge and Tamara falls through the bridge. Yeah. And Conan's like, grab on. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he is. He is like that. He's like, grab on. And she's holding on for her life. 
Yeah. And he's like, he's one hand, he's trying to bring her up. But that guy, Kalarzim, just like walks up on him, starts taunting him. That's not even like there was another like peril in the same action sequence. She was put into like another dangling position again. Like when uh, she's on the wheel, when she's being sacrificed and like it falls. Yeah. And like it's on like a precarious place. She's just like constantly being thrown into different like yeah, situations, where situations. She needs to be saved. Yeah, it's great. It's really whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The the bad guy's like taunting Cohen. And he's like, oh, you should bow down to me, like your dad did or whatever. Like your <laughs> yeah. dad should have bowed down. Yeah. To me. And, dead and dad. his his wife is like coming back tomorrow. Yeah, she's you like know, possessing she's flickering in and tomorrow. out of being possessed. Uh huh. And Conan does the thing that. Conan's dad did do him at the beginning of the ice where he like hits the ground beneath Kalarzim. Yeah, yeah. And he falls and he dies. I guess that's character development, right? If yeah. you do a thing from an earlier Yeah, that, movie, that shows you come full circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So he wins and then he takes Tamara back to wherever she's from and, and he leaves her there. Yeah, that was the weird thing. He leaves her. She doesn't know anyone there. Yeah. Wait, what, what, was, yeah. was he taking her back to the monastery? I think so. Well, that's but everyone's I, dead. That's also what I thought. For one, everything's everyone's dead. And for another thing, I thought like the monk guy when he's giving the prophecy, he said that he was going to take her like somewhere else, like to where like her like people yeah. are actually from. Yeah, I like, feel like we just lost the plot thread on that. Yeah, um, I feel yeah. like that didn't end up happening by the end of the movie. No. So that was this film. Oh yeah, um, it's over. Yeah. If you enjoyed yeah. it, and you didn't. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> you're lying to yourself. Uh-huh. You should just watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, just do that, right? Uh, Much yeah. better film. What went wrong with this film? I mean, number one, like you were saying earlier, yeah. it looks terrible. Bad. It so looks really bad to look at. Yeah. Though I don't know what they did in post. I don't know what they did. Well, in they desaturated movie. it. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And like for another thing, like uh, you know, first episode of the podcast we talk about like where we were just like fully laying down like what this genre is yeah. what it does uh we talk about like this idea of like hypersexuality hyperviolence just hyperness that's like inherent to like the sword and sorcery genre uh and yeah there i don't know that can be cr- criticized in a lot of ways in it being like exploitative whatever yeah it, it is uh but like i think the reason why that exists in this kind of movie is that it like amplifies the emotion in some way to where you're feeling like the level of yeah. like heightened passion that our characters are feeling. But this movie just feels so like passionless. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's so and, soulless. I mean, there's many reasons behind that. Uh, we could talk about the production. Uh, we could talk about, well, my personal gripe with it. The fact that they cover up so much of Jason Momoa's body. I know. Throughout this whole movie. I, uh, I mean, he's always wearing these like, robes yeah and like this like i mean sometimes you see kind of thing. you see full top yeah you'll see him like shirtless and that's fun but that's that's not enough i want to see loincloth yeah <laughs> you know because well i guess maybe we're just coming off of like these 80s coked yeah. up yeah all the 80s movies. ones all your male protagonists they're showing it off and i guess you maybe you just can't do that now maybe not because people like and that's this is kind of a thing that's observed with like modern blockbusters they are less like whatever sexual yeah like you you have like captain america uh and like captain america and like uh, who's like sharon carter in like civil war yeah and yeah yeah they have this like weird nebulous relationship or like maybe there's something going on there but like and like they they kiss and it's just like 
Yeah. There's nothing happening. Yeah, there's nothing happening. And like any like uh, movie with The Rock in it. We didn't even mention. Oh. So before the explicit sex scene happens, they make out for like half a minute. And it's the worst. Cause oh, my God. Me and I Chase, forgot here's about a, that. Here's a lore, real Holy world lore shit. dump about me and Chase. We love The Bachelor. Yeah, we we're, love The we're Bachelorette. We members watch of people Bachelor make Nation. up all the time. Yeah. And, and you know, it's always like, ooh, like, these people are bad at making out. It's gross, uh-huh. whatever. And the camera will get too close or whatever. But this nothing. This yeah. is the worst makeout Ugh. scene on film ever. It's like ever. they put, like, microphones in their mouths. Yeah. Because you can hear every, like, slosh and, like. And I don't Ugh. know if, if anyone had, like, like betta fish growing up. Mm. Or they've just been to an aquarium. Uh-huh. And you see the way, like, fish, like, gulp it. <laughs> pellets of yeah, food it's they're doing that to each other it's gross it's so bad it's yeah how do we not mention that i think my i just blocked out in my brain yeah yeah it's, Didn't it's think really bad about how bad it was so maybe that's the opposite of what i'm saying like because you know that's a very i mean it's like it's not yeah it still does feel like strange well, there's like, no passion there's, there's no passion, no passion. Yeah. there's no love there i i, I don't know love like, go? <laughs> where the love go i, I don't know and that could be a result of like the way this movie was produced. Yeah. Because like contractually, they were demanded that this movie take like less than a year to finish. Yeah. Uh, and end up taking something. It was like from March to June, which is some amount of months. That's a lot. Three, of is that three months? I I think that's January, February, March, April, May, June. Four. Oh no. Including March four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A full March to the end of full June is four. Yeah. So it went from March fifteenth. 2010 to june 5th 2010 so about three uh yeah 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 uh which doesn't seem like a lot of time uh and like the scripting process for the movie took a very long time they kept like changing things around yeah uh tamara's character was originally going to be like a bodyguard to the queen and the queen was gonna be the pure-blooded person yeah because there is a mention in the in the opening like prophecy yeah Morgan Freeman tells us that like you have to be like a princess or royalty yeah, yeah. to activate the mask. But Tamara is just, just someone like some of the Acheron bloodline. Yeah. Like, she's just a random person. So like in the original script, she was going to be a person who is like on similarly equal like some kind of equal footing with Conan, where she can like fight. She can uh she's like self possessed. She has this personal mission of hers to rescue the queen, just as Conan has a personal mission to take down the evil like the Shadow Lord. Yeah. So they were going to like be united by like purpose. Yeah, by, their their yeah. past would intersect, and uh-huh. it would make sense for them to be together. But in this, it's just like she's just kind of a damsel in distress, and like it, it was a specific choice that was made to like make her less of an active character within the plot. Yeah, uh, which Interesting. is strange. Interesting. Yeah, uh, and like I think that lack of agency can be connected to like the lack of passion. Because it just feels, like, rudderless at so many points. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Conan's revenge quest, I guess, is, like, it makes sense that it's happening. But, like, it's not really that compelling. No. Uh, no. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I guess Tamara's thing that she wants is just to, like, live. which <laughs> Just to survive. You know, fair. <laughs> but, like, you think that every character in any story would also want that. Uh, there's no, like thing yeah. on top of that well because they like, did they took her from being a character who could have had some sort of like motivation based arc yeah and then they made her into all the other female characters we've seen in movies yeah. prior where it's like okay she's just an object of the plot <laughs> yeah she's just there yeah. yeah other people want to get at her and she just doesn't want to be captured uh-huh and that becomes her whole thing for the movie and like 
it just feels like if we're remaking a sword and sorcery film for yeah. the modern age, we should do things differently than that. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel, cause this does definitely feel different as we've been talking about from previous sword and sorcery films in the way that it's less like amped. Uh, but that doesn't feel necessarily like a specific choice. It just feels like an accident of production or just like a want to make this fit within like the generic Hollywood model where things are just a bit more subdued relatively to what they were previously. Um, this doesn't feel like it's like trying to modernize anything. It just feels like yeah, they just couldn't quite reach what was reached before. And I, I, there was just like this tendency to try and we're going to make things like a little more gritty. Like, yeah. I was looking up when did the Rock Hercules movie come I out? I was just 2014. thinking that. Yeah, 2014. So only three same, years later. Yeah, same era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, whatever. The Rock Hercules movie could talk about on the pod. Yeah. Uh, and technically fits. The, I, I guess. Uh, Spark Notes is, well, uh, basically, oops, all sword, no sorcery. Yeah. Uh, they tell the Hercules myth, but, like, with none of the, like, magic or gods or whatever. Uh, it's, like, a very gritty, <laughs> I guess, realistic <laughs> yeah. uh, portrayal yeah, of, yeah. like, Hercules. It's not really, like, he doesn't really necessarily go on the same trials and doesn't have, like, the same exact character. Uh, but yeah. it's, like, it's Which what you think of, of as Hercules. Which is true of this story, this Conan narrative, where oh, yeah. Conan didn't actually do these things no but they're well, whatever yeah uh they'll like mention throughout the movie like they'll yeah, have they'll like references to different like conan short stories like the way that conan and arturius is that his friend artist artist yeah the way that conan artist met uh was i think the sh- conan short story it's probably the second or third one uh in that's that's ever released uh the black elephant um uh, or just the elephant i don't know it's the one with the elephant. Right, right. The <laughs> elephant one. This evil sorcerer who's, like, uh, taking, like, this god elephant guy hostage and, like, using his magic. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the way that Conan meets Arturius. So, like, or Ar- Ar- Artis. Uh, so, all of, they reference all of these, like, Conan short stories that happened, like, previously. In the Morgan Freeman's Expositional Crawl, he mentions the fact that Conan traveled with pirates for a while. Um another conan short story thing yeah a lot of pirates yeah they're they're referencing better material yeah that they don't use yeah like if it was just like a conan in the pirates movie if you cut out like the weird racism that happens in the conan pirates short stories right, right. that'd be an amazing movie it would be better at least but i guess pirates of the caribbean you can't really yeah, do they that they did that already but it is different like the the way uh robert e howard writes the pirates is inherently different than the way that like the fun like madcap pirates of like a pirates of the caribbean movie. yeah so it would be different enough to like make it a thing um and yeah like, uh, conan and like the elephant sorcerer that would be a good uh movie too uh but instead we're doing this like weird fanfic uh where like conan is this like uh tortured like traumatized hero yeah who like he's star lord he's, he's like he every marvel character who's like rejecting his past yeah. he's like running around like, iron man too like he's all of these like whatever uh characters who needs to like learn responsibility and duty mm-hmm. and all these like vague nebulous like western ideals that we like talk about a lot in like our like storytelling but, like the, the, these things they don't mean anything really because no. they're all so like uh i don't know individual in a way that like doesn't necessarily always create an evocative story yeah and this the, the tropes that are present here they're so removed we talked about last week because mm. we looked at 
we went from probably the most like critically acclaimed best yeah in terms of like conception and execution Dine Belong is probably the uh-huh. the best film we'll look at in oh, terms I mean, of that. Yeah, it's it's like a film. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's like a critically acclaimed film. <laughs> yeah. And this is probably the worst. And like yeah. what is the difference there? Oh gosh, we talk about the box office. Oh yeah, it yeah, this movie lost off. money. Yeah. It had a budget of around ninety million and it made back like forty eight million across the world. Yeah. Like international gross, forty eight million. Yeah, they couldn't million. even get the overseas uh, crowds. They slightly got more than half of their budget back. Terrible. Uh, but like only Terrible. slightly. Uh, yeah, so, so people d- did not like this movie. No, they didn't. And for good reason. And I think one of those reasons is that when we look at Dine Belongen, mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about was how close this movie was to the source material. Yeah. And the source material is very close to just the human endeavor of like storytelling. Right. It's just an old story and that's like, been told. Because these stories, like epics, they're told orally. And that means like they're, they're passed along uh, and... Certain things fall by the wayside. Certain things get like accentuated a bit. Uh, but like whatever changes happen, it happens in the same similar way to like evolution. Yeah. It's where the story becomes like more fit to be told to the yeah. people who it's being told to, and those people are humans. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's like these stories in their like raw form do speak on some level to like you were saying the human experience. Uh. But like, kind of the thing that we've been tracking as we've been discussing these movies is the way that like the sword and sorcery genre kind of shifts from this myth from being based in the human to being based on like other sword and sorcery films. Yeah. Because Uh, the tropes, right. They compound on each other. Yeah. And that even happens with the Conan stories specifically where Mm -hmm. Robert E. Howard still relatively close to the source. Yeah. It's exactly what you're saying, right? He's taking these like very old sort of mythic type tropes, Mm -hmm. but he's putting them in the context of like things that, that service his message in the time when he's writing right his libertarian agenda whatever <laughs> yeah. right yeah. like some of the differences between conan the barbarian mm-hmm. and like siegfried the myth of siegfried mm-hmm. come from the fact that robert e howard is writing in a different time yeah. he's trying to do something different with the story yeah that is the thing like uh the conan short stories and we keep getting into like the biographical stuff about us we're we're, we're from we're some we're some texas boys uh <laughs> yeah. robert Southern e howard man. he's writing these stories uh he's like out in like west texas uh, he's like in this, uh, I don't want to say wasteland, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's yeah. not yeah. much is going on in uh, we can talk West down Texas in the it. 1930s. Um, but like he's seeing these, like these sprawling, like oh. al- almost inhospitable, uh, sh- like swaths of land. And he writes stories that like are as harsh as that, that like reflect that yeah. kind of geographical reality. That's a big thing that gets talked about in the, uh, biographical study of robert e howard yeah and um, setting matters in his stories a lot yeah, more than it does exactly. in like this film no yeah, it doesn't matter just, at all they fast travel around doesn't matter where you are what you're doing every like place is like the same climate wise geographically it's it's yeah it's really <laughs> bad it's really bad but i think sort of to transition to what the amazing film we're doing next week oh boy the problem with this film as oh i see boy. it right is i think i mentioned it last episode of the one before uh uh-huh. It's a facsimile of a facsimile. Yeah. So yeah. the tropes that were used in the service of a real message in a time and a place mm-hmm. are removed. So you have you don't have like the intentionality of the tropes. You yeah. just have the like vague idea of what I should do in yeah. this movie. It's sleepwalking. Like, uh, okay, this is the I'm gonna put this foot in front of the next foot. Uh, this is the thing that has to happen uh-huh. now. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, hit these beats. Yeah. And right. it doesn't work because it's so far removed from the source uh-huh. or any grounding at all. The most it can do is make you think of better movies. Yeah. <laughs> like the better movies yeah, that it's taping Pirates off of. Yeah, reference Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, oh, yeah, why exactly. am I not watching that right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should just turn this off. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, don't watch Conan. It's, it's an education, you know. Yeah, it's an education. Oh, I didn't mention. Uh, we're winding down, but we did get like three bingos on yeah. this. Uh, we got a bingo yeah, across the top, down the middle, and diagonally from left to right. Uh, it, it's a tropey movie. Yeah, it's tropish. And most of those bingo slots were fulfilled in like the first like five minutes of the movie because the expositional yeah crawl. the movie shows its hand immediately <laughs> yeah, which that is one thing i can say for it uh like if you're looking for like a good movie you won't be tricked into watching no, this from no. the first five minutes <laughs> yeah you'll know based on the horrible editing and like <laughs> the fire transition that's my from favorite shot thing honestly it's like oh, God. literally like an eye movie yeah. like you remember um, there used to be that app where you could do the transitions like a missile would come down oh, and, yeah, like, yeah, blow yeah. Up. Uh, it's like that yeah it's like that well, uh, we have fun. We have fun But here. we'll talk about a better movie next, next week. Next week. We'll see you there. Store to Sorcery. Bye. Bye, guys.